You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. And that is going to do it for Arcadiana's Morning News. Moon Griffon is up next as he's got a great Friday show lined up for you. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to us here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. We'll be back with you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. PacWest Bancorp shares appear to have stabilized again after a sell-off yesterday, though the regional banking crisis looks like it is lingering. This morning, former Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan tells Fox Business there's no longer a crisis, but a dull headache. He says regional banks are taking action to stabilize their operations, but the result is that small and mid-sized businesses are seeing tighter credit. Kaplan doesn't support another interest rate increase. The price of imported things rose four-tenths of a percent in April, though excluding gasoline and other fuels, prices are actually down one-tenth of a percent. And the Wall Street Journal says a veteran media executive, Linda Yaccarino of NBC Universal, is in talks to become the new CEO of Twitter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. Jesse Kelly here. If given the choice between financial stress or peace of mind, I will always choose peace of mind. That is why I've secured gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group. Having precious metals in your home safe or in your 401k or IRA should be considered your investment strategy. Simply put, it's a portfolio protection plan. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own real precious metals just like I do. Call 833-404-GOLD. That's 833 The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hello, welcome, Moon Griffon Show. Great to have you with us, folks. Rock and roll time. It is open forum Friday, meaning if you could squeeze in between the guests, <laughs> you could get a call. And we, might, we might take a call or two, Brandon. But, Moon, uh, Moon's going to run the gauntlet today. Yeah. A no gauntlet of interviews. It. Yeah, no doubt about it. But uh, tell you what, before I tell you what the lineup is, because I didn't want to take this gentleman's time, it's 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management hotline. We Honored to have uh, from the 4th Congressional District right here in Louisiana, Mr. Mike Johnson. Mike, how you doing? 
I'm doing great, brother. Great to hear your voice. Okay, man. Great to hear from you. All right, Mike. I'm, I'm checking you off as one of many today. Uh, tell us what's going on with the Bidens. Uh, boy, i tell you what, everything you're reading, I, of course, national media is not saying anything about it, and they're all defending the Bidens already, but kind of update us on what y'all do know to be factual. You know, it's it's getting difficult for people to keep up with it because the corruption runs so deep. And the more hearings that we have and the more investigations uh, that, that we take on, the deeper and deeper this gets. And it is alarming. It's worse than any of us thought. Moon, um, You know, I serve on the select committee on the weaponization of the federal government. We're doing investigations. The oversight uh, committee is doing investigations. Our judiciary committee, we're also served. Uh, Jim Jordan and I are, are doing these investigations. And let me tell you what the latest is, okay? And this is that the, you're right. The mainstream media is doing its dead level best to, to bury this and, and pretend like it doesn't exist. But just like the border disaster, they will not be able to ignore it much longer because it's so glaring and so scary. Just real quick summary. Remember that, that now infamous public statement that was made by 51 former intelligence officials right before the 2020 election. If you remember, Joe Biden was going on stage to debate uh, Donald Trump. And a few days before that debate, the New York Post broke the story about the Hunter Biden laptop, yeah. which we know the FBI had at least a year before that. But the New York Post uh, exposed the laptop, started to, to show some of the things that were on it. Um, and immediately the Biden campaign went into panic mode because they knew that that would affect the outcome of the election. So they engineered this letter that was issued by 51 former intelligence officials, not just mid-level people, but former directors of the CIA, for example, okay? And they came out and said, don't believe it. It's Russian disinformation. We, we insist that this is Russian. The Hunter laptop is a fake story. It's engineered by the Russians to try to throw the election. Mm -hmm. You know, that influenced a lot of people. Yep. And the polling we know after the election proves that people would have voted differently for president. They would not have voted for Joe Biden if this, they knew that this was a legitimate story. Yeah, so and now the investigations, here, here's the update. The last week we found out this was just a hunch we had. It was actually engineered by senior Biden campaign officials, okay, including the now Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who was just on the campaign at that time, okay. He, he got the CIA involved, Moon, they reviewed and approved the statement before it was released, and they did it wow. to give Joe Biden the win. It's scary stuff. Wow. Well, Mike, uh, let's stop right there. What's, what, and, and this is a hard question maybe for you to answer, but what's going to be done about this? Or is this something that's just played out in political theater? No, it's, look, it, it, it looks like political theater sometimes. But there is a, a sound and very important purpose to this. Number one, as you and I have discussed so many times, the, the, the people's faith in our institutions is, is dropping to all-time lows. And that's a dangerous thing in a constitutional republic. We have to shore up the people's faith. They have to believe that the central intelligence agency, our, our number one intelligence agency in the country with, with just in, incredibly important jurisdiction and responsibility, is fair and nonpartisan, right? I mean, this is kind of a critical thing. The FBI, they have to believe the FBI is not weaponized against the people it's supposed to protect and serve. So what we're doing with these investigations, remember, we only had the majority in one House of Congress. It's a very slim majority, by the way. I don't have the ability, Jim Jordan and I and the others doing to Jamie Comer, we don't have the ability to uh, indict anybody, arrest them, put them on trial in a, in a court. 
What we can do is put them on trial in the court of public opinion, and we can draw out the facts using Congress's investigatory uh, authority and lay the facts bare for the American people to review it for themselves. I think what they, they're going to find is shocking. I think it will have an effect on all this. And ultimately, our, our purpose is to bring forward legislative solutions and measures to tighten these things up, maybe cut some of the funding for some of these agencies that are out of control and make sure this stuff doesn't happen again. Yeah, that, that's what I meant by it needs to be played out in the, in the, in the public, in, in the theater of the public arena, because the public arena can put force the Dems to put pressure on Biden and them to, uh, and put pressure on the, the law enforcement to, to do what's right, the DOJ to do what's right here. Now, you know, this, this, this plays out in a bunch of different ways. What else is there to come? Uh, what else have y'all found on the weaponization committee that you want to share with people? Because once again, unless you're looking for this information that gets released or you're looking at the end of it, nothing happens. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just you well, got to be looking for it or you ain't yeah. going to find it. Well, I get, I, get, I get questions almost every day. Why don't we start impeaching some of these people? Why don't you impeach... Mayorkas, who's allowed the open border. Why don't you impeach uh, the Secretary of State since he's involved in all this political corruption, this blatant corruption? Why don't you impeach Joe Biden himself? Because he's he's committing high crimes and misdemeanors, right? People make these arguments to me every day, and I say, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. We have to understand the political reality is the numbers game. We only have the majority, a slim majority at that, in the House. So even if we impeach, we bring articles of impeachment in the House and we send it over to the Senate. It's, of course, dead on arrival because Chuck Schumer and the Democrats run that chamber. They're not going to impeach any Biden officials, right? No. So we would be wasting a lot of time that we could use otherwise investigating and bringing these things forward. Now, I've called for the impeachment of Mayorkas four months after he took office because I saw where this was headed. But I know the reality is I can't get that done. Now, wh- what we can do, though, is draw out all these facts. It builds to a crescendo, Moon, where ultimately the dam breaks, and even CNN and MSNBC and New York Times can't, can't avoid it any longer. And that's where this is going, because we have investigation so many different areas, and it's all just shockingly corrupt that it's all going to come to a head, and I think it probably will before the next presidential election, and that'll be a big thing for the country. Yeah. Congressman Mike Johnson, 4th Congressional District, right here in the great state of Louisiana. Well, you know, we hope so. Uh, you're not going to get any help with the media. Is that not a shame, Mike? And I, and I know you're a constitutional guy. But is, is it not a shame that the media was granted freedom to call balls and strikes? In other words, they're the umpire. They can say, this is right, this is wrong, this is what the Constitution says. And they've totally taken that in the wrong direction. If you look at history, every country that failed, the media got took sides. They took one side and they stayed with that side. I see history taking, uh, I see history happening here. They're, they were granted that to be fair. They were granted that to protect our Constitution and our freedom and our republic. That ain't what they're doing anymore. And that is a sin and Not a shame what they're doing. You're exactly right. That's exactly why the founders put freedom of the press in the First Amendment, because they knew it would be essential to have watchdogs, right? Remember, we don't have a monarchy in this country. We we created a government of the people, by the people, for the people themselves. The founders understood the principles of Scripture, our Judeo-Christian heritage. They knew that power corrupts. Men are fallen. They're, they're prone to corruption. That when you give them power, it corrupts. When you give them absolute power, it corrupts absolutely. And so we put in checks and balances and all of this division of powers and the principles of federalism. But, but key to all that 
was an active and engaged media, the free press that would dig in and be nonpartisan and would expose corruption and expose, you know, powerful men who are being corrupted, doesn't happen now. As you noted, they've taken a side. So the media is advancing the partisan political purposes of one side, and it's scored the left. And so it is corrupting the system itself. You know, we talked earlier about how people don't trust institutions anymore. They don't entrust, they don't trust the institution of the press, the media. And it's really an essential function to have if you're going to maintain a constitutional republic. It's one of the things that we ought to be deeply concerned about. If, the, if it weren't for alternative media and voices like Moon Graffon on the radio, people wouldn't know any of the truth. And that's a scary, scary thing yeah, in a that, country like ours. That's why I brought that up. I know you're a constitutional lawyer. You get it. You understand. And it's just frustrating to watch. I mean, yeah, you got one little media. Look, they're trying to silence us. Uh, my, a friend, Jeff Cruer, wrote a story the other day of how the, these new electric cars are not going to put AM radio. And he, he did the, the oh, research. Yeah. 80 million, 82 million people get a lot of what they get on AM radio. And they want to take them out of the uh, electric. Of course, I'm not planning on ever owning one, but it doesn't matter. They want to take them out of the car. They want to, once again, get rid of the only format that's out there, one of the only ones that actually challenged the ineptness and craziness that's going on. That's exactly right. We're actually looking at that on a congressional level to see if we might be able to protect that free market and those free voices in, in some way with legislation. Uh, it's, these are serious and unprecedented times. There's never been an effort like this where all of these institutions are aligned with one side, the thumb on the scale, that they're trying to, to advance this radical leftist narrative where there is no absolute truth and that, uh, you know, all the foundations are crumbling. And, and it's, it's up to the people to stand against it. But if, if, the, if the founders warned us, if the people are not informed, if they're not well informed, then they cannot be properly engaged in the political process. And that moon is how tyrants begin to take over. That's why these fights are so important and so critical right now. We're going to lose the republic if we don't maintain the foundation. And I just I get a kick out of Donald Trump hit the media so hard when he called him enemy to state. <laughs> they are. When you're not calling fair he ball straight, right. you're not trying to you're not worried about our country. You are the enemy to state because you got all the freedom in the world because of quote freedom of the press. Congressman Mike Johnson, hey brother, let's do it again soon. Thank you so much. Anytime, man. Great talk to you. Right, you too. All right. We'll stay in North Louisiana, though. Representative Dodie Horton had a bill that passed. It was a great bill for parents and kids. Well, parents can be in trouble with kids. And the advocate, the piece of trash that it is, once again, that's a trashy newspaper. It must be must be like the owner. We'll take a break. We'll be right back because I want to talk about what the bill really does. We'll take a break. Be right back. recess our children may not because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test one size fits all that's what teachers must teach the leap test so it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship responsibility and character these things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief experts know kids do better when you let them be kids but our experts don't they make teachers teach a test Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and an independent. 
exercise, life skills, teachers who teach, and farm fresh food. Why not? Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill, and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill, and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Looking for a button. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management hotline. On the hotline, we have Representative Dodie Horton, who is running for re-election. I highly recommend uh, she be re-elected. Dodie, thank you for being part of the program. I want to talk about the bill that you got passed. The advocate nutted up. I'll get to that later about them. They just, the advocate had lost his mind. But the bill you passed... And I, I forget the bill number. What was the bill number again? I had it right here. It's, eight, it's HB 466. Okay, 466. So tell us what the bill does, because somebody reading Advocate is not going to understand anything. It's like reading Chinese. Oh, I, it is It is so simple. Uh, but so is the gospel of Christ, yet man just fails to understand. Uh, but it, HB 466 just prohibits a teacher-led discussion on sexual orientation and gender identity in, K, in, in grades K through 12 during instructional time or in extracurricular activities. And it also prohibits school personnel from discussing their own sexual uh, activities or gender identities or sexual preferences through K through 12. And it, it's certainly, it certainly uh, is, is a bill that it seeks to merely just protect our children from an educator with an agenda to spread their own ideologies in the classroom. And that's not what they're hired to do. And so this just simply uh, uh, would create a law to where it would be unlawful for them to do so and allows our school districts to be able to uh, build a policy around a law without the fear of lawsuits. Yeah, it, it, it's so, so simple. It's good for everybody. It doesn't do anti-anything. They named it as an anti-gay. I don't say gay bill. Remember, the media in Florida named it that. The media is naming that here in The Advocate. They're naming it, and I wanted people to know, Dodie, the bill doesn't hurt or harm anybody, and it's not anti-anybody. It's letting parents no, protect no. their kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, parents parents have the right and responsibility to pre- protect their children and to raise them consistent with their own beliefs. This has nothing to do with the adults uh, in the room's lifestyle choices, their their philosophy at all. This, this simply just says you cannot 
you cannot try to indoctrinate my children according to your personal beliefs. If that's between a parent and their child. So this protects the family unit. This protects parental rights and education. And also it protects, just say you have a student in the classroom who have a, have a family with a different dynamic. It would prevent that child's parents lifestyle choices from becoming the center of a conversation in the classroom. So this this is a, a protection um, against a, a movement that's sweeping our country who are after the hearts and minds of our children. And so this this is a, uh, a bill that just, again, it just gives us a level of protection yeah. because how does a parent, parent can't protect their child against a, uh, a impromptu conversation that a teacher initiates in a classroom, they can't do it. By so the, we have to have a. By, know, the, by the way, Dodie, there was a, a deal on Fox the other day where an art teacher in Colorado, okay, let somebody from outside come in. It was all about gender and sex and changing it. And then one of these, these told them about this stuff. But then they had an art class after the girl thought she was going to art class, ended up going to a gender deal. And so oh. that's what you're trying to prevent because, like, if Brandon's my teacher and he's teaching math, I don't need to know about Brandon's sex life. I don't need to. Don't take that personal. I don't need to know what Brandon. Brandon, <laughs> teach me math. Yeah. I'm gonna teach Brandon. Teach me math. I don't want to know about your lifestyle. Yeah. Why is that anti or hate at all? Because the media deemed it, it, it that it, way. They do that. They do that because they they want to distract from exactly what this bill does. Um, if you t- vote against this legislation, in my opinion, is saying. I, I hand my child over to you to teach them any window doctrine that's popular of the day. I, I relinquish my parental rights. I relinquish my ability to protect my children from any subject. That's, a vote against that is what that's doing. This is for protecting children uh, from those, those types of things from happening. And so it, it's uh, for, and, and no parent, parents have their rights. And I don't care what, what the parents, you know, how they teach their children, what, how they're raising them. They don't want, uh, they wouldn't want a Christian coming in and, and, uh, and teaching them about theology and telling them that their parents are teaching them wrong. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it, I know it what is, you mean. Uh, yeah. I, so, I know what you mean, Dodie, because what you're doing, if they disagree with you and me on this and they want their kid to do that, they, they can have that choice. This way, nobody can do it in a classroom when it's instruction time or have a club after that you act like it's something else right. but it becomes something a lot more than some parents may not allow. This is not, I just want people to know, this is not anti-gay. It's not anti-anybody. It's pro-parent and Correct. pro-child. Absolutely. And uh, you know that parental rights are, are being uh, attacked in this country ever since COVID, you know, forcing uh, medical uh, treatments on children apart from what the parents want, you know. And so it's, it's another, this is just simply trying to protect our, our family unit, our, our parents and child relationship from another dangerous intrusion. Yep. And, um, you All know, right, someone Jordan. said, well, it's not happening. That's not happening that much. But I said, well, I know that, that that's not true. But two, don't you steer the ship away from an iceberg before you totally go through it and you sink to the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, well, I Should think we I, not? I, I think it's a great bill. Thank you for getting it passed. I appreciate the House of Representatives that stood up for parents and kids. Anyway, thank and you, Dodie. Too. Thank you. God bless you, Dodie Horton, the warrior. Take care. That's Bye-bye. a good nickname, of Brian, the warrior. Dodie Harden, the warrior. That's appropriate. What's good? That's a great nickname for Dodie. The war, a true warrior. Okay? Advocate.
death nail. <laughs> Ignorance. <laughs> if the advocate approaches anybody, what the advocate needs to do, if, they, if your pro- advocate approaches you, just tell them you don't mess with trash. I right, take a break. We'll be right back. is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Insurance companies. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. From one vacationing representative to another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to hit me back. I ain't even worried about it. Hello, oh. welcome. Moon Graffon Show, great to have you with us as we rock and roll. All righty. Dodie Harden, I said, uh, vacationing, because they're all off today. They're still getting paid. And I told that to Brett oh. earlier today. I got Brett Gobbin, representative Brett Gobbin. Brett, <laughs> Brett's the, one of the few people that I know is going to fire back. He said, yeah, I ain't been taking phone calls but since 5 o'clock. I'm making $175,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, God, Brad, how you doing, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Well, I'm, if I made you laugh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you, Brett, make, you always make me laugh, man. <laughs> you're either laughing at me or with me, but you're laughing. Hey, Brad, uh, let's talk yeah. about the budget, brother, because uh, uh, sure. I, I want to say it again. The House, congratulations to all of them mm-hmm. that stood up and said, we're going to be responsible with the budget because we know what happened yesterday with the governor and what happened with uh, 
uh, Jay Dorn and them, and they are fighting everything they can to spend every penny. So let's talk about where we are now because what y'all did was really responsible. And I, I thank every one of them, even the ones I get on, man. They, they were responsible, and I appreciate them. Well, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I've said this, and, th- you know, this is, I've been there a few times before fighting budget battles, and this one, what we sent out of the House uh, last week is the most responsible budget we've ever done in my entire political career. And I think probably you can make that case just period. It, it is fiscally sound through and through. And if we can somehow get this passed close to the form it's in now, we will have changed the way the direction of Louisiana is going. It's a generational change. I mean, this will have an impact on my grandkids. Yeah, but, but let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum up what, I'm going to say Edwards, Paige Cortez, and Jay Darner try to do. I'm going to sum it up, but you may not agree with any of it. I think their motto is real simple. We want to spend every single penny. We want to get credit for every penny we spend. And we really don't care about the problems up the road. To me, that's what it looks like they're doing. We don't really care. We're going to spend our money now. We're going to spend every penny. And what y'all got to deal with in a year, two, or three, we don't care. Am I wrong? Yeah, uh, well, I, I don't know what the Senate is doing. I know there's a lot of chatter coming, you know, from the Senate. Uh, but I think there's a mixed feelings among the members and, you know, as to where they're going to end up landing. So for that, I'm going to put the Senate on the side and let that sit for a while. Uh, obviously, the governor and the commissioner of administration do want to spend the money as they propose in uh, their executive budget and the recommendations on how to spend the surplus in excess. And they do want to spend it all. They don't like the path that we're on which is paying off debt freeing up money for the future administration because moon as you know we have forecast uh from the rec that says the revenue estimating conference that says we're going to have huge shortfalls very much like we did in the general years and we know how devastating and hard those times were not only for us as citizens but also for the governor trying to govern and we want to make sure the next administration has a fighting chance to be able to govern doesn't have this burden on them, but it also helps us not have to increase taxes. It helps us be able to not have to renew the 0.45 sales tax. It just really positions us in a very advantageous way. Okay, three quick, kind of quick questions. Uh, yes. Number one, Edward said yesterday it's beyond a self-inflicted wound not to exceed the spending cap. What is he talking about? What does he mean? What's, what's self- we are trying to make it where we don't self-inflict ourselves. He says the opposite. <laughs> he is. I, I, I really don't know um, what that even means. But, you know, here's the thing. There's an expenditure limit, a spending cap that was passed years ago based on personal income that says we don't want government to grow faster than our personal income. That's, that's it. That's what it does. And the voters of this state in the constitutional amendment voted for that, passed it, and put it in the Constitution. The people told us, government, that don't grow faster than my personal income. And that's where we're at. And now we have hit that cap, and we're not going to exceed it. The House members are standing strong. I will tell you now, I would be very, very surprised, very, very surprised, if we don't hold the line on not busting the cap in the House. And that's all we need, 36 people, 36 votes in the House, the cap will not be busted. And if that if we can hold that line, which I believe we will, then then they can't go spend all the money, except on paying off debt, which is what we want to do. Well, paying off debt is fiscally responsible, proves our bond rating, frees up money for teacher pay, 
and frees up recurring dollars for the next administration. That's well, a win, 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 win. Yep, and I got uh, all 72 votes. We'll see who, if anybody gets knocked off because I'm a nice guy and I'm going to hold it. Number two, they made a big deal <laughs> yesterday. Commission Administration, JDAR, made a big deal about uh, uh, about education. And a lot of these schools can't afford to give a pay raise. The poor schools can't afford to get a pay raise. How do you answer that? That's because not true. The teacher, listen, the, the teacher's pay raise... They say, well, it ain't a budget. They stripped it. That's what the media is letting people know. But the fact of the matter, there is a way for y'all, not y'all, but for the locals to give a payment. So talk a little bit about that. We Absolutely. So we freed up money by paying off the local district's retirement debt or paying it off the, the um, initial unfunded accrued liability. It's a, it's a percentage of retirement debt that we're going to pay off for them. So now they don't have to make that payment from the local funds those local funds can now be used to pay teacher pay or to increase teacher pay okay and that's based on salary not whether your district is poor or rich the only thing that changes is the districts that pay their teachers more would be able to potentially give a bigger raise okay. but well, even the that? poor parishes nothing even the poor parishes like we looked at webster parish up in north louisiana mm-hmm. webster parish not a, not a high income parish they had enough money to give a much bigger raise than the $2,000 raise the governor has proposed just because they pay their teachers more to entice them to come into that poor parish and teach. So, it, but, but regardless, every parish, based off of the salaries that they pay their teachers now, can give an increase that we haven't found any parish or any district that hasn't been able to give at least the $2,000 raise, if not substantially more. Well, it sounds like to me the BS is flying, and uh, it, it just—it's just absolutely ridiculous for them to stand up and say that. And, a, and, and let me make this—let me make this comment real quick. We absolutely 100% support our teachers, and absolutely, we absolutely 100%. We believe in them. We believe in them. We know the morale is low. We know the teacher shortage. We know all of that. Many of us. Many of us in the legislature on the quote GOP caucus side have teachers in their families, married to teachers have parents that were teachers, have kids that are teachers. So we totally understand this. We love our teachers. We support them. And we definitely want to make sure we free up enough resources to give that pay raise, despite what the teachers' unions and others in the media are saying, is totally inaccurate. Yeah, they, they, they also, uh, against certain uh, people that are running against people, they oh, vote teacher pay raise, and they run it against incumbents that are really good, and they're hollering that we're not giving teachers pay raise, which is a lie, and you're going to see that in some campaign ads. Uh couple other quick ones, and I'll let you go. And within about a minute or two, we got to get out of here. Uh, the other one was uh, federal money. If the federal money, looking at the budget we have now, and they're talking about cutting money going to the states, it puts us in even a bigger bond, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, it does. And so, and, and but I would tell you this: to Chairman Zarang's credit, and we're following him on this, and one hundred percent support him. Uh, we're going to run through a brick wall for him if he needs us to on this budget. He proposed and we passed a budget that grows in less than 1%. Moon, that's never strong. been the case ever, ever in a year that we didn't have a shortfall. Now, in the general years, yes, we had that, but we didn't have any money. We were in the negatives. When we have not had a shortfall, we have never grown to rate that's that awesome. load. So that that's awesome. going to help us mitigate and offset some of the loss of federal dollars um, you know, coming in the future. Okay, real quick, uh, uh, this is on the uh, Jeremy Alfred's Weekly Facts. It's, I'm reading this, and I'll let you comment, I'll let you go. Uh, 
the people that are going to support you, there are groups coming out that are going to support you. He's reporting. Lobby, Louisiana Family Forum, uh, Americans for Prosperity, Associated Builders and Contracts, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Committee for Conservative Majority, uh, National Federation of Independent Business, and the Pelican Institute are getting ready to come out 100% for you guys. That's got to be big. That's a bunch of big groups that are saying, hey, y'all are doing the right thing. Not what Edwards is trying to do, but y'all are doing the right thing. Absolutely, and we, we are thrilled to have support from the outside groups saying that what we have offered, uh, what the legislature has offered, is a fiscally sound plan, and that's what we need to do, and it's going to help our state moving forward. It's going to help our families and our kids, and we're hoping that many of the Senate members that feel the same way will be able to join what we did in some fashion, and we know that it's going to change some, but conceptually do what we propose, pay down debt, don't bust the cap, don't grow the budget too fast. Brett Guyman, thank you, sir. We'll do it again. Have a great weekend since you got three days off. Me and Brandon only get two. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Boo. Appreciate you a lot. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. going to save Louisiana, but the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana, and we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana PAC. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Microphone here. My friends at the Louisiana Sportsman Coalition are only group fighting for water access in the state. Louisiana is the only state that restricts access to tidally influenced water. There are 3 million acres of coastal Louisiana alone, and 2.4 million acres are considered by some as privately owned. This is our water. You can look it up. Article 450, Louisiana Civil Code, protects tidally influenced state water. Real privately owned water does not connect to the state water, and even the courts are standing to recognize it. Help stop the madness. Join LASC for all Louisiana's right to fish. Go to LASC.com. Join now. This is Moon Grafana. Uh-huh.
Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Good to have you with us today as we rock and roll. Open Forum Friday, and uh, we now have another vacation representative. <laughs> <laughs> representative <laughs> Troy Rivera. Troy, you better laugh. You got to laugh at me now. I got uh, uh, yeah, fun, That is a little funny, Moon. <laughs> that is a little funny. Yeah, y'all, y'all vacationing from the Baton Rouge, at least for the day. All righty. Uh, anyway, well, Thanks. But, Moon, you need to know we worked till about 8.30 last night. Well, get well, I'll stuff. tell you what, if it makes you feel better, I got off the computer at 10.30 last night, so I beat you by two. <laughs> 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 All right, Troy. But here's another difference, too. I'm paying my own way. I'm paying your salary. Anyway, I'm messing with you, Troy. Listen, uh, you wanted to – you just texted me to call in about a bill. What's the bill number? It's HB 340, Moon. We got it off the floor uh, this week. Uh, it's a bill that I brought and very passionate about. Uh, HP 340 indexes unemployment benefits. So uh, big step for the state. Uh, this will actually do what 10 other states have done very successfully. And what it does is it lowers uh, the unemployment weeks from 26 to 20 mm-hmm. and then indexes it as, as the unemployment rate goes down. It goes down to 12 weeks. So a minimum of 12, maximum of 20. And then uh, so from 5% unemployment up to eight percent unemployment it will index uh 12 13 14 up to 20 weeks wow well let me ask you a question uh you got it out of the committee did you get it through the uh off the house floor yet it's out it's off the house floor headed to the city how many votes how many votes did you get you know moon i don't remember exactly but it was pretty much straight party line okay i figured it would be now you ought to get it through the Senate. I hope they don't kill that bill, but you, I guess your big problem will be Bel Air with vetoing it. I got a just bad feeling that Mr. Wolk will probably veto the bill. Good bill. I'm familiar with the bill now that you brought it up, but I, I'm just worried about the governor vetoing it. Well, and that's a, that's a strong possibility. Uh, one of the things that you need to know is that Senator Reese brought this bill two years ago, or, or a bill like it, and it didn't make it out. Uh, Representative Desitel, who's a good conservative, uh, also brought it last year, and it had problems. But uh, we're we're happy that we got it out of committee, we got it out of the off the house floor, and we're sending it over to the Senate. I think it's the it's the right way to go for our state. Like I said, the other ten states that have done it have shored up their uh, their funds to be able to continue to pay those. They didn't have to borrow money from the federal government like we did to to shore up that that fund. And and I think it's a it's the right way that we well, need to go. It's what we need to do. Troy, I think, uh, Representative Romero, I do think it's responsible. And that's why the governor, he, he's not, he, they didn't care about responsibility. And you're right. Saves his money, saves his time. And you look, that's uh, six months of being out of work. And, and, and I do know that we, you know, sometimes we go through hard times. But there's a lot of jobs out there. People just want to go to work. I mean, that's just. There's 158,000 jobs, man. 158,000 jobs just right there, estimated right now. Yeah, you should have you should have cut it to thirteen weeks. That if you're not finding a job, maybe it ain't your career, but finding a job is probably because you're not really looking. Well, the governor touts uh, right now. The administration touts the three point six uh, unemployment rate. Under those current rates, it would be twelve weeks. Let's get people. We want to help people, Moon. We want to get them back on their feet. We want to get them in a job that they're proud of. But we need to get them back to work. And, and as a business owner. Uh, we're, we're struggling to get people to work. And if you look all over this state, it's help on signs everywhere. Yep. Oh, no, I agree with you 100%. We talk, talk to, I go in businesses every day because what I do for a living, and I agree with you. All right, give out the bill one more time and tell us uh, 
what Senate committee is going to be going to, by the way? It's HB 340, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it'll go to labor. Okay. Okay. Do you know who heads up labor over there? You might not, but I'm just asking. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe uh, Luno? That ain't good. <laughs> I, he just, he's been such a worker with the governor. And I call him lunatic, Jay Lunatic, but he's been such a worker with the governor. The governor wants it dead. I'm kind of curious to see how it gets out of that. But I'm wishing you the best of luck because uh, will you go over and speak on the bill? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I figured you would. Okay. Well, listen, uh, Troy, yeah. anything else you want to add real quick? Um, Moon, I just want to say, uh, you know, it's an honor to be able to serve this state. It's an honor to be able to serve District 37, and, uh, and I appreciate all the support. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you. All righty, 844-766. All right, sorry about that, folks. I was trying to grab something and uh, didn't get a chance to grab it. Uh, by the way, that was really big. Uh, Guyman talked about the budget. I am going to get a little bit more coming out of 10 o'clock hour on what the advocate is doing. Folks, really, it's a rag. It's a piece of trash. And uh, the, the, the advocate has become the enemy of Louisiana. And uh, the way they... Print and take sides on stories. John George ought to be plumb ashamed of himself. What they're trying to do, especially with bills that are passed that are giving parents the opportunity to protect their kids. Okay? And we saw the advocate when they had the bill that John Bell Edwards vetoed many times, and Democrats voted to not to allow little boys to say they're girls and go play in girls' sports and go into girls' bathrooms. Bella was vetoed a bill that was going to protect our young women, and he vetoed it. That's who Bella Edwards is. That's who the Democrat Party is, and that's who the advocate is. They supported all that. Now they don't even support a simple bill that Doty Harden helped push through with 66 or 68 votes, whatever it got. It's not a hate bill. It's actually a let's love our parents and children bill. That's the, but what do they do? They write stuff like, uh, anti-gay legislation. That is not anti-gay. It's not anti-LGBTQRC. It's not any of that. It's pro-moms and dads being in charge of allowing their kids and taking their kids and protecting their kids. That's it. And it, and it, and it says the instructors stick to basics. If you're teaching math, teach math. Okay? You don't get to turn it into a biology class with your philosophies. And that's what they're doing. And that's what the advocate, the piece of trash that it is, is supporting. The people that work for that are being embarrassed they work for an advocate. I mean, I'd be embarrassed to work for John George at the advocate. And he was in the editorial today. It's past time for business to speak out against anti-gay legislation. I hadn't seen any anti-gay legislation yet. But they, and then they call it, don't say gay like in Florida. Who made that up? I'll tell you who made that up. The media. The media goes after somebody like Dodie Horton and some of these people that voted like we're doing something that's so wrong and we're not. Because what happens is they have the freedom of the press. So the freedom of press is turned in. We're going to write it and get our slant and we're going to change it. Well, that's what you do. It's not what I do. I challenge them because they're wrong. They lie so dang much it's not even funny. The freedom of the press has gone to their head. They say and do anything they want to say and do now. So they get to determine what the bill is? They get to say what the bill is? No, they don't. 
don't say gay bill. There's no such thing as a don't say gay bill. There's no anti-gay legislation at all. It's normally pro-family, pro-parents, and pro-children. Why don't they call it what it is? What do they do with abortion? The anti-abortion crew. No, they pro-children. They pro-protecting children. That's what they've done since day one. They changed the name, and that's what people buy into. Folks, if you read The Advocate, and that's your only source, I got to tell you, and, and I'm being real blunt, I ought to, you, ought to, <laughs> you ought to put the song on your phone and listen to it. If The Advocate is your choice of getting all your news, you ought to put this in your phone. There's a song out, Brandon. What kind of fool am I? What kind of fool am I? Nobody knows. Or how about this one? I'm in the yellow pages, listed under fools. What a fool. You're a fool for reading the advocate and believing that's the truth all the time. They, when they get the truth out, it's because they stumbled upon the truth. Dodie Horton ought to be reelected with 90% in her district for doing what she did. She's a warrior. Call her what she is. She's a warrior for families and kids and for this state. We got to take a break. We'll be back. More to come on the Moon Griffon Show. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The border is not open. Gian Gelosi, Fox News. That is the message from DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to migrants on the heels of Title 42's expiration. But New Jersey Republican Congressman Jeff Van Drew says... I don't think there's a straight word that comes out of this man's mouth. And again, I don't mean to sound harsh this morning, but I'm just telling you how it is. Says different things, different times, doesn't tell the truth, literally says that there's no crisis. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. Migrants, they've been traveling for weeks to meet the end of Title 42 right there at the border. The White House releases this, saying starting tonight, people who arrive at the border without using a lawful pathway will be presumed ineligible for asylum. The border is not open. People who do not use available lawful pathways to enter the U.S. now face tougher consequences, including a minimum five-year ban on re-entry and potential criminal prosecution. This comes after the White House released a plan that would allow the temporary release of migrants into the U.S., without court dates and without a means to track them. It was a last-minute tactic to try to ward off overcrowding in detention centers as thousands have waited on the Mexican side of our border for the COVID-era policy to expire. But a federal judge in Florida struck down the Biden administration plan to mass release migrants without court dates. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody sued the Biden administration Thursday, arguing the memo was no different than a plan by the administration that was ruled unconstitutional back in March. Moody with a message for the president on Fox. Biden, get it together. Send down FEMA, send down the army, send down whoever you have to do. But you have to process and vet these people. A planned meeting between President Biden and congressional leaders on the debt ceiling was set for today, but that's been postponed until next week. The White House said staff would continue to hold discussions and the delay was billed as a sign of positive exchanges between Republican leaders, Democratic counterparts and the president. America's listening to Fox News.
Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Jesse Kelly here. I'm not a financial expert, but I do look for solid investment opportunities for investment growth and protection against loss. I do know that putting all your eggs in one basket is not a good financial plan. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver with Oxford Gold is as easy as one, two, three. Or you can buy precious metals and keep them in your safe. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GO. It's the end of the road with KISS on December 2nd. And we want you to be in there. Four times a day, seven days a week at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m., we'll give out KISS code words. Enter that code into our mobile app, and you're in the running to win two tickets to Kiss's farewell show at MSG. Transportation in a hotel for two nights in New York City, and $500 in cash to rock out in the Big Apple. Download our app for full rules, code word times, and the shot at being part of rock and roll history. And here's your chance to win that Kiss flyaway package to New York. Right here on News Talk 96.5 KFL. Your 10 o'clock code is Thunder. Now's the chance. Go input that code over on KPEL965.com or on the KPEL News app. Folks, my friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac are having their May sales event. It is gigantic. But if you want to know more about it, ServiceGM.com, ServiceGM.com. They got special interest rates going on. They got special deals and and kickbacks and things that you can be involved in. Service Chevrolet and Cadillac, used cars, new vehicles, they're getting them in every single day. So if you want vehicle or Cadillac, go to Service Cadillac. Service Chevrolet and Cadillac. I'm telling you, start on the website, servicegm.com. Servicegm.com. Find out all the great sales going on right now in the May sales event. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hey, hello. Welcome back. Moon Griffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number, and it is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management hotline. Great to have you with us, folks. If We've been kind of loaded up this morning. Uh, a lot of stuff dealing with national and, of course, uh, stuff going on in the state of Louisiana, as I'm trying to inform you and keep you up to date on everything that we got going on. All righty. Uh, a couple other things. I'm not going to get off the tangent. Uh, with the advocate, but I'm just saying, John George, you talk about driving a newspaper into the ground. Uh, they want to know why I don't interview with them. The twit tried to call me. Why? Why do I want to talk to that? It's just, I don't, why would I want to be mentioning that? It's crap. I mean, I'm just telling you it is. That, that's worthless. 
and I don't care what they do on the positive side. I'm telling you, when it comes to the truth, they don't care what the truth is. And the last thing on the budget, uh, and even the articles talk about how Cortez Edwards and Jay Darden, legendary backstabber, and blank pay. I mean, they all for spending this money. And, folks, I wrap it up this way on the budget. And I told us the Garmin is true. Darden and Edwards, and, and Garmin just bust Darden in another lie. Darden Edwards and, uh, and Blank Page, okay? They want to spend every penny because they're all gone after this year. They want to spend every penny because they got buddies to take care of. They want to spend every penny so they can go out there and brag, look what we've done. Edwards is trying to brag like he created a great economy. And it has nothing to do with that. It's all federal money. And you say, well, Moon, the state tax, yeah, the state tax, they come to federal money, they give it to people, they're rebuilding this and redoing this. It has nothing to do with this guy came in here and redid the state in a new direction. If that's the case, you listen to every governor's candidate and everybody that's talking out there. And what do you see? What you see is we got problems that we need to fix. And we got a lot of problems we need to fix. Well, if Edwards did so good, why do we have to fix any problems? And he didn't. And he, and he keeps coming up with this self-inflicted wound. Jay Darden, the quote, backstabber. He's a backstabber, what he did with Vitter. He backstabbed us. That's why we got this Edwards fellow. And it's kind of funny when you read the comments. Uh, when you read the comments, I kind of start laughing at them a little bit because they just make up stuff as they go. The idea that we wouldn't pass a budget this year and would have to have a special session under these circumstances would be beyond self-inflicted wounds. The self-inflicted wound is spinning every penny you have and every penny you hope to have. That's a self-inflicted room. By the way, McFarland, I hadn't heard from McFarland. Uh, but I thought Jack had a good line, so they interviewed him in here. And they're talking about self-inflicted room. This is what McFarland said. This is really important. So for the past eight years, we've heard about the fiscal cliff that was left by Governor Jindal. McFarland said, we don't see how leaving us with a projected deficit of almost a billion dollars is any different. That's a self-inflicted wound. So what he's saying is the governor is sitting there saying it's a self-inflicted room if we don't spend every penny. But we got a billion-dollar shortfall if we spend every penny. But see, here's what Edwards is saying. Y'all have to deal with it. I won't be here. I'm going, moving to Baton Rouge, and I'm going to make millions and millions off the Green New Deal that I suckered everybody into. But he's right. And by the way, you know who voted for six of, the, of those eight budgets <laughs> with this self-inflicted womb and took money out of education, John Bell Edwards, the representative Bell Edwards, he voted for it. He gave us the $1.2 billion shortfall that they claim was $2 billion. I'm still waiting for Zeezan Rain to call me and, and, and explain to me how he had a $2 billion. Uh, you know, Brian, has he called? It's been about two months now. It's been about six weeks. I hadn't heard from Z to, oh, to let. Well, two months is a little bit long, but yeah. Six weeks at least. That's probably so. Well, how long have we been in session? We've been uh, in session since March the... I'm going to look it up. I mean, since April the 10th. I'm going to look it up because you know I say oh, that. April, about period. a month. A little bit over a month. Yeah, we've been, April 10th was the yeah. first day of the session. Uh-huh. So we've been... This is the fourth or fifth week. And so I'm still waiting for Z to show me where the two billion was. But maybe he will. He just hadn't done it yet. And he's been busy with the session. So I'm going to give him a little bit of grace period there. Yeah. Uh, so... Edwards and Cortez want to spend the one-time money specifically on projects that wouldn't incur reoccurring costs. 
By the way, let me straighten this up that the advocate hadn't told you anyway. According to the legislative fiscal office, that six of the first seven Governor Edwards budgets use one-time money on reoccurring expenses. I didn't make that up, folks. I didn't grab that out of thin air. That's the legislative fiscal office. They're the one. I got the information not from them directly, but I got it from them indirectly. And this is stuff that they put out. So when they start talking about in the media, here's once again, here's the advocate. They can go ask the same questions I am, but they're not. They just automatically throw out, well, they just want to use the one-time money. But they don't want to use it on reoccurring expenses. Why do they do that six of the last seven budgets? I'm just asking. If they don't want to do that, why? Edwards voted for six of those type budgets under Bobby Jindal. And then he rammed through six more while he's been governor. Maybe seven. I don't have those numbers yet. Okay, according to Brandon, we interviewed Ziza Rang on March 24th, about yep. six weeks. Okay, well, there we're going to give him an opportunity. Like I say he's in the middle of the session. Maybe he wants to do it after. But it doesn't matter. We, I do want him to come on and explain to us about the $2 billion budget deficit. Now, I'll, I'll stand my ground on and say there was no such thing as a $2 billion budget deficit. By the way, one other thing on this budget. I'll let this go. You know, they are, by the way, I'm joking with them, but they paid per diem to be down in the legislature. 161 a day. This is would be day 12, 13, and 14 this weekend that they didn't have to go to Baton Rouge but still got the $161. Uh, I did it on my calculator because, you know, they want a pay raise. And... $2,254 they're going to make not being in the legislature. I tell you what, Brandon, if I paid you $2,254 not to be here on Fridays, would you do that? I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Would you, be, would you be glad to do that for me, Brandon? Oh, yeah. Down, Anything for you, Moon. Huh? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I'd do that for you, Brandon, if you said, hey, Moon. The legislature took up a collection and said, if you start missing uh, Thursdays and Fridays for the next few weeks, they're going to give you $2,254, and you can take Fridays off and go fishing. Uh, sounds, I, I like a, you know sounds like a dream come true. I don't know if I wouldn't take that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they want a pay raise. Uh-huh. No, I was joking with Doty and, uh, and Troy when yeah. he called Romero, and I, I was also joking with uh, uh, Brett Guyman. But I'm somewhat joking. Mm-hmm. The rest of me is not joking at all. It's it's just it's kind of ridiculous. Anyway, tell you what we're gonna do. Sit down, sir. <laughs> Sit down. Put your chair up. <laughs> you all the way. You up there? You can handle this. <laughs> Matter of fact, I didn't. You got to pull yourself up though. I did uh-huh. not even know Metcalf was still gone. So I texted him a while ago, and he said, "David Estelet. Am I saying that right? Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> what, what is? How was the proper Estelet. Estelet. Dang, you tried cool. to Cajunize it, man. Close. Nah. And you always call me the Cajun leprechaun anyway. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I, I do. Of course All right, do. David, of course, from our friends from Prejean's. All right, Mr. David, and this is the one in Broussard. Of course, there's two great locations. What you brought today? I didn't get a chance to eat <laughs> so, nothing yet. So the last time you came into the restaurant, Moon, you were looking so peaked. I told the staff <laughs> I was coming. I told the staff I was coming. They pulled out all the stops. I finally had to say, whoa. If I bring all that food, Tim's going to kill all of us. <laughs> <laughs> what you got so today? What I have today is our uh, couple of great appetizers, our stuffed shrimp pie. I'm going to try that. With our, yeah, yeah. Chicken crackling. Oh, we did a menu. That, that's really good. Oh, yeah. We did a menu expansion April 1st in Broussard, mm. and chicken crackling was one of the new 
apps that we brought in. It's been flying. You got that moon yes. flying out, chicken crackers <laughs> flying out. No, it's good because we've actually been there and ordered it as an appetizer. And then we also brought in the smoke fried ribs from the mothership. That was really good. So I brought you some smoke fried ribs and some green beans. So nobody's. I don't have to go to. Lunch and I also <laughs> brought. I also brought a patty melt. That way, Brandon would be a oh, maybe. Maybe I, get I, something I, I, to eat. I'm gonna yeah. do Brandon a favor. Uh-huh. Okay, Brandon, that's a bad dude. I'm uh, gonna let you I know. Eat. I hear you talking. I'm telling you right now, when you take a bite, you're gonna go wow. Because <laughs> that 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 really is a great sandwich, I'm and I, I picked it. it up on the road before. So we do. Uh, we do these lunch specials, Broussard location only. Um, the smoke fried ribs were doing so well as an entree at night. So what I brought you was the lunch special. It's instead of six ribs and two sides, you get four ribs and one side. Well, Brandon's going to have to eat the side, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying for you, Brandon. I had had your best interest at heart. I think I'll have my hands full. I think I'll have my hands full with that milk. Yeah, no, I want you to eat. I'm, I'm, right. I'll let you. Once you eat that, you won't eat it. have to eat again on Thursday of next week. All right. It's really, really good. Okay. And my pastry chef would not allow me to leave. Oh, Lord. Without a cheesecake. Oh. I ain't tried this yet. <laughs> but, no, but we will. But, we uh, the, David, anyway, it's, it's praisejones.com, and I want people to remember, everybody knows the location on I-49, but the location in Bruce Hall has really been good for y'all. Yes, it has. It's 209 North Morgan, right before the railroad tracks. You'll see us on the right. Come in and say hi to Little Al. Big Al's in Karen Crow, Little Al's in, in Broussard. <laughs> well, no, you go in there with David. David had fun. They do a great job of uh, servicing and making sure you feel good about your meal and everything else. David, I appreciate it. We got to take a break. Yep. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit their website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Politicians aren't going to save Louisiana, but the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana, and we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana PAC. Hey, folks, have you ever thought about building your dream home? There's no time like today to start building, and my friends at Schumacher Homes can take you from the start to the finish. Now through May 31st, all eligible buyers can receive 4.949% APR, 30-year fixed financing when financing their custom home with Schumacher Mortgage. They got the mortgage. They can build a home. They can put you in your dream home, folks. Take advantage of the deal to May 31st. You're going to be excited you came across my friends at Schumacher Homes. Go to SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Online house visualizes designing your custom home has never been simpler when you go to Schumacher Homes online. Mix and match colors, materials, find your dream home, perfect exterior and interior. You can do it all with Schumacher's home. Choose it now. Go today. SchumacherHomes.com. 
SchumacherHomes.com. They can finance it, and they can bill it, and they take you from the first step to the last step until they bill it. SchumacherHomes.com. They're the company to use. Hey, folks, this is Moon Graf- Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show, eating fast and talking even faster. 844-766-6607 is the number of Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, it's your chance to jump in real quick. By the way, Greg uh, Bowser will join us for a few minutes, kind of a legislative update. He's going to join us on Fridays for the next few weeks, and uh, we'll get a chance to uh, visit with him coming out of the next hour then. Scott McCain's going to jump on great piece on the Oshners and them running the government. Great, great piece. Scott will join us. And then Gary Foster will join us in the third hour at about 1125. And so, like I said, we got it lined up, but we're all over the place. Take a phone call. You know, there's open for them Friday. We ought to at least take one, don't you think? Okay. At yeah. least. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don and Lafayette. Don, how you doing, sir? Doing well. You know, Moon, I think you got it wrong with this, this payment for these legis- legislators. You know, wrong? I think that, well, because if we, if they get paid and they don't go, then maybe they don't mess us around as much. Maybe we should just pay them not to come in and not to, not to mess everything up like they've been doing. Let me, let me tell you, uh, I don't know, Don, how long you've been listening to me, but uh, and he's been gone now for about seven years. It breaks my heart. C.B. Fagostin. C.B. Fagostin had a, a pay scale. He said, let's pay all lawmakers going to Baton Rouge $100,000 a year. He said, and every day they show up for legislative session, we take $1,000 out of their pocket. CB's <laughs> theory was they'd meet for about seven, eight days, and they'd get the heck out of there. <laughs> they'd do everything they had to do in seven, eight days. They wouldn't mess it up, and they'd get the heck out of there. Which, by the way, which, by the way is, is kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, it would save us money in the long run, no doubt. There would be no playing around, no no politics, none of that. They'd know what they wanted to do. They'd get it done, and they'd say, we're out. Let me ask you a question. So we got a big brouhaha going, Don. It's the House really passed. I got to give them credit, all of them. All the ones you hear me talk about challenge. Uh, the House really passed a responsible budget. It's the best of both worlds. Now, you know, the teachers' unions are now, hey, they give us a fair raise, but... Brett Guyman explained it. The locals have plenty enough money, even the poor parishes, to give money. Remember, we've been giving, we've been helping uh, through state and federal government to pay teachers more in these rural areas and these poor in these poor areas anyway. So, my question to you is, the Senate's going to come back and mess the whole thing up. So why aren't we driving the senators really hard about how we want a responsible budget? And now all these groups. Uh, Louisiana Family Forum, Forum Lobby, uh, Dan Yors Palmer's group with the Pelican Institute. Uh, they're all saying this is a great budget. Let's go with it. Watch how much the Senate 
are led by Paige Cortez and the governor and Jay Darden. And watch how much they try to screw this up. Well, what what I do not understand, having lived in Louisiana all my life, is is that here we have both houses. Here we have control of everything. We have control of the purse strings. And the people that are supposed to represent us are not doing what they need to do. And we continue to be in this boondoggle. And we continue to be looked down upon. We continue to go ahead and uh, be ranked near the bottom of states for lots of, uh, lots of different reasons. But the, the responsibility is on the Republican legislators who are representing us, or at least they are. But they haven't done their job, and they're at fault now. And the, pe- the ones that, that say one thing during campaigns and then turn around and, and do exactly the opposite, they need to go and they need to stay gone. And we need to actually get people in there that are going to hold to their word, do what they're supposed to do, and get us back on track like we need to. Yeah, no doubt about it, but it's up to the voters to sort that out, and that becomes a problem a lot of times. Uh, I'm a... Uh, I just know this. If you want to change, then you change. You do things different. The House budget, Brett Guyman was elected official for 12 years. He's been back, I don't know, two or three years, a couple years. And uh, and he, he knows. He's been through all the budget process. He watched Bobby Jindal's budget. It was Bell Edwards on the floor for the Democrats leading the charge for Jindal's bad budget. Nobody writes that because they don't want to write it, but it's true. What I'm telling you, Don, is 100% true. He was a Bobby Jindal guy. He voted to get rid of Stelly. That was a good vote by Edwards. And this guy voted for all those bad budgets. Now he's presenting bad budgets. Let me ask a question. Let me, one more question, Don. So Bobby Edwards came in, and we had about a billion two deficit. And when Edwards leave, we're going to have probably a billion, billion two deficit. What the hell's the difference? What is the difference? What was accomplished? Nothing. I I told the governor to his face in the mansion that he was going to be a failed governor. And he asked me why, because I said, you're trying to do the same thing everybody else did. He didn't listen to me. He thought I was wrong. But look how right I was. He might be a lot worse, which ain't good. Well, Moon, we appreciate you being out there and giving us some good information and being the, being the Cajun Paul Revere that, that I guess may be riding this tractor and, and telling us what's going on. <laughs> oh, well, that's all for Connie. All right, brother. Got to go. Thanks for the call. Well, uh, I'm just telling you, look, all these groups have endorsed the House budget. Louisiana Family Forum. Okay. Americans for Prosperity. Associated Builders and Contractors. Louisiana Association of Business and Industry. It would be lobby. Louisiana Committee for Conservative Majority, Louisiana Family Forum, National Federation of Independent Business, and the Pelican Institute. By the way, Brandon, I didn't see where Blueprint endorsed it. <laughs> I forgot. They defunct. <laughs> they defunct. They like the old USFL. They got a new one now. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll come back. All right, we got to take a break. When we get back, hopefully, Mr. Bowser from the Chemical Association. We'll be right back.
that's Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to steinhome.com, steinhome.com, and check out their big sale I have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to steinhome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at steinhome.com. They got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your orders curbside. They got drive through lumber yard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Currents issued by... This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon shows we move right through. Now we're going to jump gears again. It's always an honor to have Greg Bowson, president of the Chemical Association, Louisiana Chemical Association. Mr. Bowson, how you doing, bud? Doing great, Moon. How are you doing? Man, I'll tell you what, it's a great day. Prejean's just went through here and dropped some food off, so we're doing real good right now. We're having brunch. How about that? <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> All right, uh, Greg, of course, you're following the legislature. Let's kind of give us an update on some things that y'all following, maybe some bills that got out of committee or got out of house, or some maybe you wanted to see get killed. Yeah, we have a couple of bills. But, you know, carbon capture and storage is big to us right now. That's a big thing. Uh, we're trying to get some parameters around that. So there were several bills in the legislature that were anti-carbon capture. So uh, a number of those bills died in committee this week. Uh, you know, HP 10 by... Uh, Robbie Carter, which, which is one of them, that would take away the eminent domain issue and uh, treat it differently than you do pipelines right now. So that bill died, and, and that's a good thing. But the bill that passed, the big one that passed, was uh, uh, House Bill 571 by by uh, Speaker Shake Schneider. That bill sets out the parameters by which you can do carbon capture in terms of, of, of paying people for their land, paying people the kind of a royalty type of thing, and and uh, paying local governments a fee because they have to they have to uh, respond to emergencies and things like that. So that's a good note. Well, did that did that particular bill right there does that protect the uh, chemical plant? Protects the citizens or does both? 
It does both. It okay. protects the plants because it gives you a chance to to store carbon, uh, uh, to be able to store carbon and, and carbon after you, after you capture the CO2, gives you a place to put it and store it. Uh, so it does that. The other thing it does is it allows uh, a notification of, of citizens before you uh, start to do that process. Yeah, so I think that was a big one. You, you, you really want to be able to let the people know what's going on. And that lays out a process to do that. I, I think you have to let people know what's going on in this new world we live in. Hey, Greg, are there any oh, other bills that uh, that you got out that you would you like to see passed or stopped? Any of them right off the top of your head? Well, we have a, a lot of we have one bill that does what we call advanced recycling, uh, Moon, and it allows for advanced recycling. What it does is it deals with plastics. Right now, there are a lot of plastics in the waterway and because almost everything we do involves the use of plastics of one kind or another. And so that bill, uh, the Senate bill that's gotten through the Senate, came out of Senate, uh, House committee yesterday, should be on the, on the House floor sometime early next week. And basically it recycles, cost of recycling, about 80% of the plastic that's in the waste stream today. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, so, so you, you – let me ask you a question, Greg, because I know you are – you know, you work for association. Uh, I know it's hard to watch everything. Do y'all have to literally grab every bill and almost read, not not every bill, but a lot of bills that you know when it pertains to you, you have to read it and then figure out your stance on it and find out what you can and can't do and, and then do a little PR behind, behind the scenes? Yeah, our process is that we go through every bill. We read every bill that's filed. We'll start with the title of the bill, and uh, we'll read the context of the bill. And some of them, we won't understand it. For those bills, we'll send them to our legal department, let them take a look at it, and tell us what it does. From there, we take that bill, and we have an all-day meeting with representatives of all of our members in our government affairs committee and in some of our technical, technical committees, and we go through it, and they tell us what those bills mean. Are they good, bad, or indifferent? Sure. And that's how we'll take our position on it, based on what those company reps and company experts tell us they do uh, for or against their, their business. I was, I was reading, and it's a little bit off subject, but the last next minute or two, uh, EPA proposing strict greenhouse gas emissions cuts for power plants. And I know that's got to concern you because, uh, I mean, the EPA is really hammering y'all right now. And I, I know people don't realize that. We've had you on many times to talk about it. Uh, I, I also saw with lower emissions – High electric bills, EPA planning to do that as well with, when we're dealing with citizens and businesses. And so y'all got a big fight on your hand to stop some of the stuff they're doing. We do. And one of the things that, oh, you know, we don't mind being regulated, but it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, you know, it sounds good to say, you know, we're going to go to zero emissions by next year. And I think, you know, you have one, one state, California, by 2030, then you won't be able to sell any uh, – Combustible engine cars. Wow, think about that for a second. No, right hey, now, hey, Greg, I don't. I don't have to think about it. They, the people, <laughs> the people there better think about it because they don't know what kind of craziness they just accepted. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. And today, less than one percent of the cars on the highway are electric. No sense at all. And so, within the next seven years, you won't better buy one a combustible engine car in California. Well, you know what though. Maybe they'll send them to Louisiana. There'll be so many, we'll get a great deal. <laughs> Supply. We'll have so many. You can go out there and get a pickup for about $10,000. <laughs> I, I hope you That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to work like that. All right, Greg, uh, tell, 
tell people how to find out more about what y'all do and how to get in touch with y'all. Yes, you can go to lca.org, lca.org, and that's our website, and we list all of our all of our stuff that we're doing on there. Uh, click on it if you're, if you're a member, and uh, you can find it. If you're not a member, information as well on a lot of these bills, both bills and regulations that's coming down from Washington. Sound like a winner, so, Mr. Craig. Not, go ahead. If not, you can call you can call us at uh, 225-376-7650. That's my direct number, and I'll be glad to talk to you. All right, my friend. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. God bless. Thank you, sir. All right, we'll take a break. We're expecting Scott McKay. I think that might be him calling. We'll take a break. Be right back. Don't go nowhere, folks. Oshner's laying off people. McKay's got this one. We're going to let him explain when we get back. recess our children may not because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test one size fits all that's what teachers must teach the leap test so it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship responsibility and character these things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief experts know kids do better when you let them be kids but our experts don't they make teachers teach a test Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach and farm fresh food. Why not? You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit getaspnow.com. Hi, I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Did you know that? Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, it is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Somebody made a good point before I get to Scott McKay. Say, hey, Moon, never underestimate stupidity. I never thought about this. How long will they force us to wear carbon capture masks? Can you imagine, Brandon? Well, we put all that in the ground and it's leaking. 
You got to put your mask on until you can survive. I can see it. Scott McKay joins us. The Hayride did another great job on another garter cut. You know, Oshner's is cutting and letting people go. This is a company that was making all kind of money just not too long ago. Scott, I thought your article was right on the money, but I'm going to let you explain it because you did a really good job. Well, I, you know, look, Oxner's been buying up hospitals and clinics across the state because uh, somebody over there had the idea that they were going to basically become Walmart of uh, of the healthcare industry. You know, you do like uh, high volume and maybe low margin. The problem is, is that that doesn't really work that well with healthcare because uh, healthcare is not a, a something you can buy from China cheap, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, the Walmart model doesn't really work, and I think they're finding that out. Um, you know, with the idea that well, everybody in Louisiana is on Medicaid, so we'll just grab up the marketplace and basically get all our money from the government. Well, what you find out is is that the government money's not that much. And that's why they laid off 770 people, because that business model doesn't work that well. What I'm hoping is that the people at Oxner get smart and say, hey, can we go back to private health insurance in Louisiana so we can make a little money? Absolutely. There's going to be a lot more money coming to the doctor and hospital than Medicaid. No doubt about it. Scott, you know, uh, I don't know if this is the start of what they're going to cut because there ain't all that federal COVID money running around for hospitals anymore. And John Bell Edwards, their well, kingmaker, I, I, is getting ready to leave, thank the Lord Jesus. Well, it, I, I think this is the last year where you're going to have this grossly, grossly, grossly bloated Louisiana Department of Health, and then it's going to start to come back down. Um, and what I'm hoping, and I, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot with the governor's race, and I'm absolutely by no means an expert on healthcare policy. Uh, but what I do know is at least initially when John Bell Edwards chose to take the Soviet style Medicaid expansion, there was another option we could have availed ourselves of in Louisiana, which was to bring on a Medicaid expansion that was a premium support program so that people could get private health insurance um, and maybe get a little bump from the state government to, to make the premiums more more affordable. Maybe there's an opportunity to, to shift towards something closer to that so you could get private health insurance yeah. companies back involved in the process. The problem that you have now is those are like boutique things now because 40-something percent of the population's on Medicaid. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's about 44, 43, 44%. I mean, it's... It's closing in on 50%. That's over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it's t- you know, the thing is, is that that makes private health insurance way more expensive because there's nothing dragging premiums you know, in a downward fashion because they're trying to cover more people. They don't have to. Those are all on Medicaid. Yeah, uh, you remember the governor when he was doing this, you, and you mentioned in this thing that we're looking at socialized medicine, single-payer health system. We're actually looking. we got an example of what it's going to look like up the road if we continue to head this way. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, well, I mean, you know, ultimately what happens is your Oxners and your Our Lady of the Lakes and, and you know, some of these other uh, hospital companies get squeezed out because you can't make a profit when everybody's on Medicaid. 
um, you know, like you don't get paid. And so you can't just have the hospitals close. And so the government takes over the hospital or they do some public private partnerships so that you've got government dollars that prop up, you know, not just the, on the, on the insurance side, uh, but also on the provider side. And before long, everybody's working for the government and the whole system, you know, it, it doesn't shut down, but what it turns into is like the national health service in Great Britain or this thing they have in Canada where, you know, you wait nine months for a hip replacement because they ration the care. And if you're old and they, they think you're too sick, then they just let you die. Yeah, that, that's right. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's what, that's what government health care is, yeah, that, is they I, let you die. By the way, you, I, I know you're going to remember this. The governor, when he was uh, running for reelection, said the Medicaid expansion created 19,000 jobs. And that was, where did he ever pick that from? What, where did he just grab that in outer space? 19, my, my thing was, if that's the case, put everybody on Medicaid, we'll create about 250,000 jobs. We ought to be filthy rich, right? Well, you know, you could tax yourself into prosperity, like John Bell says. I mean, look around Louisiana. Don't you see all the prosperity we've got? Well, you got a lot of poor people um, with the Medicaid I, you expansion. Know, How come we're 50th on the list? U.S. News and World Report when it comes to health. I mean, hi. I mean, it, it didn't work. It was an experiment that didn't work. And I always thought, Scott, if you really want to show somebody with compassion, how many people you got off Medicaid that got into uh, yeah. insurance and got a job and got insurance would be better, if you look at it, would be a better way to determine how well you're doing. Well, I, look, and that, that's the exact same argument that you get, you know, every time he runs his mouth about the, you know, we need the need to raise the minimum wage. And it's like, why are you so concerned about minimum wage employees? Don't you want people to be make $25, $30 an hour? I mean, you know, what's it going to take to actually succeed in the world? Anybody that's making a minimum wage, um, basically the employer is doing them a favor by teaching them how to work. Because anybody who knows how to work can command more than seven twenty-five an hour. Um, but you know, you never hear that from John Bell and the Democrats because you know they're always trying to put. Not only are they trying to push the lowest common denominator, they're trying to keep it as low as they can get it. Um, which is why he talks about we need to raise the minimum wage. It's like, well, why don't we raise the skill level of the people? that are, you know, in minimum wage jobs now so that they can command a better salary. And, I mean, they, you know, they, they don't even want to engage in that discussion. Yeah, I got another so one for I, you. So this is of a piece with that, yeah. I got another one for you. How many people graduating college, young people that have been leaving, how many of them are, look, if you look at Bell Edwards, and I, this has been a disaster. You called that as an article, and it's, it's been a disaster. But people don't understand this has been a total disaster with him. So my question to you is, how many people do you know graduating college saying, you know what, I'm going to stay here. I can work for minimum wage and be on Medicaid. I'm just saying, how many, let me ask you Very question. Few. How many people are going to move to Louisiana and say, man, you know, if I move to Louisiana, they raise the, min the, maze, raise the minimum wage and I can get on Medicaid? You think people are going to come in with that right. attitude? Well, and, and you're exactly right, which is why you've had, I think it's on the order of 200,000 people lost in net out migration from Louisiana while John Bell's been governor. Um, you know, which is, is that you're, you're not running a state based on the, the individual success of your citizens. 
Yeah. You're running a state based on, you know, providing the uh, the most attractive safety net for people who are not engaged in successful behaviors. And and that's basically that's what the Democrat Party is nationally. And it's what it is in Louisiana. Um, and, you know, and, and so uh, uh, yeah, he's really the, the 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 anchor that has held this state down, because in every other political race you look at, you know, folks are trying to get people who look like the ones that run Texas and Tennessee and Florida and some of these other Southern states that are way more successful. I mean, we're not always getting the, the, the right people for that, but it's pretty clear that's what the voters are trying to find. And yet John Bell is making that a waste of time as an exercise for the last seven years because everything good he vetoes. Yeah. And he's going to veto some more good stuff. He's, you already saw him taking a stance oh, yeah. against the house budget. I thought the house, Gave a responsible budget. They released. A, they voted for a responsible budget. They got everybody to vote for. Hey, I'm go ahead, Moon. I'm glad you brought that up because let, let me say something real quick. As I understand it, particularly up in uh, in Bossier, uh, like Dodie Horton and and Ray Cruz, who are a couple of really good conservative legislators uh, legislators up there, are now catching hell from the teachers unions for not voting for a teacher pay raise. Correct. Okay. And, and, and this is such a freaking lie because here's the deal by, by passing what they've passed in the house, if it passes in the Senate and then becomes law, which I know is we're talking major ifs here. Okay. But what they've done were it to stick would reduce the debt that local governments in Louisiana would have to service and free up money for local governments to give teachers pay raises, which is the way it's supposed to be done. By the rather way, Scott, than going to Baton Rouge, hat in hand, asking for money. By the way, a lot of the parishes will be able to give a even bigger raise. But I know, like, when, and, and sure. Dodie's, Dodie's kid, Dodie's got somebody that's married to a teacher, and they're out there getting all the unions and teachers mad at her. And they ought to not be mad at Dodie. They ought to go thank her for saving the retirement system and probably getting them a bigger raise. But you're going to have idiots out there that are going to do that because they play that idiot political game. They, they have voted. Listen, by the well, way. Well, and here's. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, uh, you know, here's I mean, and here's what's sinister about this is that you know, they don't mind the pension system going bankrupt because they think they're going to get a bailout for that. So they just as soon run up the tab now with a, with the state coming in and using one time money for recurring expenses by giving teachers a pay raise. Don't pay off the debt with the current surplus and then raise taxes down the road so that you can bail out the pension system that's bankrupt. Right. Like that's that is literally what these guys would rather do than to have a pay raise paid for by local governments without the debt, because they'll still ask the local government to come up with a pay raise. They don't care about sound fiscal management. They never have. All they want is more of your money. Yep. No doubt that's about it. it. But this is response. By the way, I know you you may have saw this. They're getting ready to have a press conference, I think, on Monday. But uh, here's the groups. America for Prosperity. Associated Builders and Contractors, Louisiana Associate, Association of uh, Business Industry Lobby, of course, Louisiana Committee for a Conservative Majority, Louisiana Family Forum, National Federation of Independent Business, and Pelicanists, they all have endorsed the House Republicans. And yet, blank page Cortez, the governor, and the backstabbing Jay Darden all want to spend that money because all of them are gone, and all of them don't care what happens next year and two years after that. 
All of them are leaving. Right. Well, what you need is 14 senators uh, who will stand against busting the spending caps. Um, and then what the Senate can pass from that point uh, is something that at least is going to lock in some of what the House has passed. So you got to, you know, you got to call your state senator and find out if he's one of the 14 that we need. Yeah. Or she. Yeah, but 14 and senators. That's, that's the ballgame at this four, point. Yeah, 14 senators can make the House Republicans stick. And as long as 36 stick in the House, they never give up. Cortez, Edwards, and Darden can leave without screwing us. Gotta go. Scott McKay, the Hayride. Check out the article. Anything else, Scott? No, that's it, Moon. See you soon, man. All right, man. God bless. Thank you so much. Let's take a break. The rest of you be leaving us. Some of you want to keep listening. Moongraphon.com. Listen live. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A former Marine arrested on Lisa Brady, Fox News. 24-year-old Daniel Penny being booked and arraigned on second-degree manslaughter charges and the chokehold death of Jordan Neely on a New York City subway train last week. There was no attack. Mr. Neely did not attack anyone. He did not touch anyone. He did not hit anyone. But he was choked to death. And that can't stand. Neely family attorney Dante Mills speaking a short time ago. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Witnesses say Neely had been screaming and begging for money on the train, but hadn't gotten physical with anyone. His friends say he was a former subway performer who had been dealing with homelessness and mental illness in recent years. Attorneys for Penny have said he was acting to protect himself and other passengers and didn't intend any harm. He faces up to 15 years in prison if convicted. More urgency over the debt limit. The Congressional Budget Office says the U.S. faces significant risk of defaulting on payments within the first two weeks of June unless the ceiling is raised. Another round of talks between the president and top lawmakers set for today was postponed as staffers continue meetings. Big cities across the U.S., including Chicago, preparing for busloads of new arrivals as a surge continues at the southern border. On the city's south side, residents are pushing back over Chicago's plan to house hundreds of migrants at a vacant school. They will be fully taken care of, yet here in our community, we aren't taken care of. Why would any leader put our black communities already riddled with crime at further risk by placing unvetted non-taxpayers steps away from our seniors, our children? Chicago residents protesting in a fight over precious resources. The city has already declared a state of emergency. Fox's Jeff Manasso, the Biden administration blaming Congress. Elon Musk just confirming that media executive Linda Yaccarino will be the new Twitter CEO. America is listening to Fox News. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. And it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. 
Jesse Kelly here. If given the choice between financial stress or peace of mind, I will always choose peace of mind. That is why I've secured gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group. Having precious metals in your home safe or in your 401k or IRA should be considered your investment strategy. Simply put, it's a portfolio protection plan. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own real precious metals just like I do. Call 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GOLD. A former prosecutor is answering questions for a House panel that's probing the criminal case against former President Trump. Former Manhattan Assistant District Attorney Mark Pomerantz is giving a deposition to the House Judiciary Committee, part of a Republican-led investigation about the decision by prosecutors in New York to charge former President Trump for hush money payments. The subpoena for Pomerantz was initially challenged by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Litigation was dropped after an agreement was reached on terms of the interview. Pomerantz resigned from the DA's office last year because of Bragg's decision then to suspend the investigation of former President Trump. Fox's Jared Halpern at the White House. Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan goes back to court, and the 70-year-old opposition leader gets a very different result. A high court in Islamabad granted Khan protection from arrest in a graft case and ordered him freed on bail. The decision coming from the same court from which he was dragged and arrested on Tuesday sending his supporters into a frenzy, attacking military installations, burning vehicles, and looting general stores in many parts of the country. The government responding with a crackdown, arresting nearly 3,000 people, and now it vows to find a way to take Khan back into custody. CJ Papa, Fox News. Horse racing will have a chance for a triple crown winner this year. The owners of Kentucky Derby winner Mage deciding today to run the three-year-old colt in the Preakness next weekend. The Derby, a mile and a quarter. The Preakness, a mile and three-sixteenths. Mage will train Saturday in Louisville before he'll get driven to Baltimore, where next Saturday's Preakness, he'll once again be ridden by Hall of Fame jockey Javier Castellano. Mage would need to finish first in the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes to become the first Triple Crown winner since Justify in 2018. Fox's Jared Max. Right now, stocks are lower, not a sell-off. The Dow is down 83 points. I'm Lisa Brady. This is Fox News.